Um, yeah. Anyways, I, we're hoping we're streaming at home. And we got strange screens still, right? I mean... Everything that could have problems has had problems today. And we've been here since seven trying to get it all set up. But we're going to worship as, as uh, yeah. If this track thing doesn't work, we're going to turn it off. And uh, this is about. So we're going to sing and we're going to worship. And uh, here we go. Let's pray first. Let's give a pause quick. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for life. God, we have the breath of life inside of us and we have the spirit of God in us and in this place. God, we rely on you. Father, this morning, we I want to bring an offering of, of worship to you. God, and you are good. Um, so I pray, Lord, that this morning as we would turn our hearts to you, that you would be glorified and be honored. Father, in, in everything that we're doing. I pray, Lord, that each one would be able to receive a touch from you this morning, God, and that um, we'd be able to connect with you. Lord, even as, as we worship and we sing this first song, it, it is very fitting because uh, you are the way maker. You're the miracle worker. And God, uh, we trust you. And um, we just look for you this morning. Father, come and be with us. And be with every congregation that's meeting in this valley, in person and online. Let the body of Christ be built up. Let the darkness be pushed back. 
God, your word says that we're supposed to take authority over the power of the enemy. And this morning, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over all the things that the enemy is trying to do here and at at, uh, churches around the valley. We say that you have no place here. This place is a place of God. Blood-bought, spirit-filled, and you you have no access and no right to be here. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you will come and fill our hearts and fill this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
the miracle worker. You are the way maker, God. God, you need to be and you are the light in the darkness for every one of us, God. Father, this morning we cry out to you, God, in this time of uncertainty, in this time of craziness, God, you need to be our way maker. Jesus, come.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He is beautiful, isn't he? Just, just lift your hands, release your hearts, and just tell God. God, you're beautiful in, in sometimes an ugly world. Your beauty shines, God, and we see it, God, in your love for us, but we see it even in the creation. God, we see it in the creation around us. God, we're living in such a beautiful community. God, I see the, the wonders of your hand. God, we live in a place that we can actually see the stars that you created, God, and they cry out. There is a beautiful, amazing, creative God. Father, I pray that we would, you would help us to see your beauty and the beauty that's in the world. God, the spark of life that's in every human being that you created because they have a deposit of God in them made in the image and likeness of you. God, help us to see your glory. Help us to see your beauty in each and every day. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Be seated for a minute. Good morning, Journey Church. How are you guys doing? Good. Good, good. <laughs> We're so excited you guys made it out this Labor Day weekend. As you can see, we've got our ginormous yard sale happening over here. And uh, we've been doing really well. And I wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much to everybody that has been out since basically Tuesday, helping us to organize and get everything set up and moved. Um, I would like to say that it's over, but <laughs> um, if you are available to help us pack up after service, we would be eternally grateful. Um, I think what we're going to do is we're actually going to leave all the clothes out on a tarp this year so that people can come by and if they need clothes, they can just grab them in addition to some books. But other than that, everything we're going to pack up and we're going to store, um, put back in storage so that we can use again next year for the yard sale um, for the youth group. And so, um, and then as a thank you for that, not this, not today or the next weekend, because um, I'm escaping next weekend so that I can um, revive myself. Um, <laughs> but the following weekend, we'll have a little barbecue after service as our way to say thank you for helping us. So if you can stick around after church, we would truly appreciate it. Um, I know that Joe Stangle, where did he go? Oh, right in front of me. Um, <laughs> had a couple announcements for you, so if he wants to come up and do those announcements, and then we'll do our tithes and offerings. Uh, good morning. How are you today? Good, good. Um, as some of you know and some of you don't know, um, my wife died uh, three and a half years ago, and since that time, I've been doing 
Griefshare, which is a, a program to help us uh, get through our grief. And it's been a tremendous help to me and a tremendous help to the community that have been participating in it. And I would invite you to come out and join us again. Um, my particular session is going to be online and it's going to be done from the comfort of your home. Uh, we just have to have your telephone or your laptop or your uh, iPad or something that can receive. And so uh, we do it and that way we'll feel safe and be separated from this virus part that's going around. So uh, starting on Tuesday, the September the 8th at 6.30, we will be having that. And uh, we, I would invite you to come talk to me after service so that I can get your name and address and particularly your email so that we can connect for this. And anybody is welcome. Everybody is welcome. And I look forward to seeing that. Thank you. Amen. Um, hey, this coming Saturday, that's that's six days from today, um, there is a an event happening here in Big Bear Valley. It is a pro-life event. It's called From the Womb, From Womb to the Tomb. We're going to be um, standing out at different places along Big Bear Boulevard between Stater Brothers and the Village. We're, we're looking for 50 men as, as well as women to come. We're going to be holding signs that have non-political uh, slogans, but that say things like, from the womb to the tomb, every life is precious in his sight. This is about um, pro-life, it's about abortion, but it's also about the things that we could see happening in our communities, in our, in our lands, that we already do. Every life, every individual life is important. And so we need to stand for that. Um, as, as a believer, I think one of the greatest, most important things that should drive us uh, as citizens is life. Um, God created life. We should never be part of voting to end life. We're going to stand for that. And so um, please uh, come and join us now. And ahead of time, uh, Joe is heading this up. Um, he has all the information. Um, connect with him today, this week. Do not forget, we really want you out there. There's no walking involved. It's two hours long. Uh, you will be assigned a spot. You can have a chair or stand and hold up a sign. Um, there'll be, we're not congregating. You can have a friend, uh, a, a spouse or somebody. We'll have maybe up to maximum of four people. We're not going to be congregating out there. We're not, and so you just sit or stand and, and we're not yelling. We are just simply making a statement that says life is precious. So we want to see everyone out there who can um, do that. It's 10 a.m. to noon on this Saturday. Uh, Bobby Martinez from uh, PTL Plus is heading up this event, and the churches in town are, are working together in this event. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity just to show the support in our community. So please connect with Joe Stangle about that, where you could, where you can stand, you know, um, and that you'll be assigned a spot. You can bring an umbrella if you want, you know, a little sun umbrella, a little hat with an umbrella on it, whatever you need. But you know, praise the Lord. I heard that it's going to be in the 70s next weekend, not the 80s. So yeah, it's supposed to be hot today. 
And uh, so that is that is my other announcement. And Jesse's going to come and finish this up. And I get my notes. <laughs> Probably should do that. Yeah. All right. And um, just as a heads up for those of you that are watching online, today is Communion Sunday. So we are going to be uh, taking communion together. So if you're at home and you need to go grab some juice and a cracker, um, please do that now. Um, and so we're just going to receive our tithes and our offerings right now. There's a couple ways that you can do that. Um, you can give online at the thejourneychurchbigbear.com. There's also a way that you can do um, text to give. And if you have any questions about that, come find me and I'll help you with that. Um, in addition to Joe's going to be coming down with our tithe and offering bag. So if you're able to give, um, just wanted to share a verse with you guys from 2 Corinthians 9, 7. And it says this, it says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. And, you know, I can speak from experience that sometimes it's a little hard to, to dig in your pockets and pull out what God's given you and be obedient, but God asks us to, to be obedient to giving back to his work. Um, you know, everything that we give goes straight back to him and furthering his kingdom, and so let's do that with a cheerful heart. And so let's go ahead and pray before we receive our tithes and offerings. Father, thank you so much, God, that you are a God that loves to bless his children, to give, and and um, God, it may not look like what we think it should look like. Um, you give and you provide in so many different ways. Um, we thank you just as this weekend, as we've been doing this fundraiser for the yard sale, Lord, that you have blessed us immensely, God, and not just financially, God, but with just the people, um, the hands and feet of those who have served and have helped us to do this. God, I am just eternally grateful for that. And um, God, we ask that whatever is given today, Lord, that you would just bless it and multiply it, God, and that it would you be used to multiply and further your kingdom. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He asked if she should come up and do a song and dance while I was getting my coffee. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Would you like that? A song yeah. and dance from Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm trying to relax a second. That's what's happening. That's what's happening here. Yeah, so apologize for everyone at home. And I guess here there was no lyrics, were there? Wow, yeah. Yeah, praise the Lord. Hey. Jesus. <laughs> so at home, we apologize, too, that you didn't have the lyrics. But, you know, sometimes the greatest thing of, of, of worship is to listen. And, uh, you know, I was a worship leader for uh, tw uh, over 20 years. That, that worship is in my, my heart. 
it's, I kind of say it's in my blood it's because I have spiritual blood um, and, and it's, it's fun as a worship leader we'll get into the message in, in a minute we're going to be do, doing communion at the end of this message so there you go that way Jess can breathe at the back uh, we're going to do a communion at the end for at home so um, you know you'll have plenty of time to get your, your bread and your juice but you know as a, as a worship leader I've, I've learned a lot and one of the things I've learned is, is about the lyrics up here on the screen um, it doesn't matter how many times you've sang the song you will still read the words from the screen and um, you're right man that's good timing man woo Star Wars um and, and I've watched people even even sing, you know, things like, you know, uh, Lord, I lift your name on high, you know, and they're Lord, I lift your name on high. And they can't they're reading the lyrics. And I found that when we are stuck to the lyrics, we can't always worship as well. So sometimes it's important to actually um, not read or, or, or read and not try to sing, but read and think about the words. Um, you know, sometimes we can just be in rote. And so. Praise the Lord today. Hopefully you're able to listen in this case and and hear and, and just enter into that time of worship. We apologize. There's just been, we can't even explain some of the things that have happened today. And, and we, we, we got, some words we, working now. we got, yeah, we got words now that we're done. We got words. Praise the Lord. Okay. By the way, welcome to the Journey Church. And and we are the Journey Church for a a really a good reason. Um, it's not just a name. Uh, we were formerly, we were Big Bear Christian Center. We're the same congregation. We've been in this valley for over 50 years um, serving Jesus. And But a number of years ago, the Lord really put on uh, my heart and our heart uh, to, to, um, to help uh, people identify with who we are and what we're about. And, you know, God actually really gave me the name, the Journey Church. I wasn't looking to name, uh, rename the church at the time, but uh, it just happened. And, and the reason it's Journey is because all of us here are on a, on a journey. Everyone in the parking lot this morning is on a journey. Whether you have found Jesus as your Savior or not, we're all on a journey. It starts at birth, and it doesn't end at death. It goes on forever. But this journey, part of the journey for me was that I found Jesus Christ on my journey. And my journey had already started and my journey had gotten me into some uh, some drinking and smoking pot. And, and you know, at a very young age, I was I was smoking dope in sixth grade. Um, I was heading on to some really, really bad places in life. And God interrupted that part of my journey. And he introduced himself to me, and I became a Christian at, at, a, at a young age, at 15. By then, I'd already, I'd already had enough sin for a number of us, and, uh, and I dedicated my life to the Lord. And, and that journey didn't end at the cross. The journey is still ongoing each and every day. God is teaching me. He's showing me things. We are not going to stop until we get to heaven. And then that's that's the ultimate, ultimate destination of our journey. And so that's what we're about is helping everyone we come in contact on this journey grow one step closer to Jesus. And and I, I've been a Christian now for a long time. Um, and no matter no matter how old you are, you're not done. 
God is not done with you yet. He still wants to draw you closer to himself. He still wants to do something awesome in your life. He actually still wants to use you to bless other people in the kingdom of God. So that's what we, we want to be about. We want to be about the Father's business. And there is something that's happened this year, starting in March, and it was a, a great distraction. It has been a distraction from everything. And, and, and though we're still in the middle, middle of this pandemic, panic-demic, <laughs> um, we need to, to, to get focused again on the Lord. And we need His peace. We need to connect with Him even more. Because uh, the, the, the flesh, the enemy, uh, this thing going on is, is constantly coming against us. It's coming against the body of Christ. And so we need to really press in. I know I do, and I'm seeing it in other people too. We need to build each other up and help each other out on this journey of faith. So we're never going to stop. Amen? Amen. This, this week I have been um, recognizing and thinking about how much God has given to me, um, to us as a people. I've been thinking about the fact that, that God is a giver. God, in his nature, is a giver. He gave me life. He gave me a loving family to be part of. As crazy as it was, they were a loving family. Uh, when I entered a school, he gave me teachers that cared about me, and he also gave me other teachers to teach me patience and have love for people who didn't like me. Um, he gave me an amazing wife as I got older. Uh, this wife, he used, he used to give me four incredible children. He's given me opportunities to serve him in foreign countries, uh, uh, long-term on the mission field for three years, and multiple places in, in uh, um, the former Soviet Union. Um, he's, he's blessed me to learn about people groups and cultures. Uh, he's given so much that way. Uh, he's given me an amazing church to be a part of, and eventually to become the senior pastor of, and he gave me the responsibility and blessing to be the pastor here uh, at the Journey Church. This is the church I got saved in, in 1985. It's awesome. Maybe early 86. So I got baptized in early 86. Um, He's given me friends. He's given me compatriots. He's given me brothers in arms, people who've gone through the battle with me, people that I've known for my uh, entire salvation who still call me and check in on me that we are still in the battle together. Uh, and, and, and in addition to all my life experiences where I've seen God move, I can see how much God is a giver in the word of God itself. The entirety of scripture teaches us that God is a giver. God is is a giver. He gave us this planet that we live on and the planets around us and he gave us this earth and he said to take care of it. He gave Eve to Adam in the very beginning. He gave Abraham a promise. He gave uh, Abraham a, a ram in the thicket. They think I was just thinking about some of these things that God has done in the scriptures. Um, he, he, he gave Noah a hundred years to build an ark. He gave Joseph a way out of the pit when his brothers wanted to kill him, and, and instead they sold him out of slavery. He gave Jacob and his sons rescue from a famine. He gave the Israelites a way out of Egypt through the Red Sea, and then he gave them water and he gave them manna to sustain them in the desert. He gave Israel the law to keep them safe, and he kept them on the narrow path. He gave them the law to keep them relying on God himself. He gave Joshua a way across the Jordan. 
He gave the spies a prostitute who would hide them faithfully. You seeing a pattern? He gave judges to his people to help rule them. And even though he, it wasn't his first, first desire for his people, they wanted a king and he gave them a king and eventually gave them a godly king. He gave them prophets to call the people back to himself. And he gave them a deliverer even after they disobeyed and were taken captive to Babylon. He rose up a king who wasn't even a believer and, and that king he used to deliver them back to, the, back to Israel. God is a giver. And that's just in the Old Testament. He's given us signs and wonders. He gave signs in the sky that there was to be a savior to be born and he gave us the Christ child. We're going to celebrate that and I don't want to say how soon that's coming. Though Shana is very excited about it. Shana loves Christmas. <laughs> he gave us the Christ child. He gave gifts to the child, to Mary and Joseph. He gave gifts through the Magi that would support Joseph and Mary and Jesus as they were in exile in Egypt. You know those golds of incense and myrrh and gold and silver? Those things were used to take care of the royal family when they were in exile. God planned everything out because God is a giver. He gave John the Baptist to proclaim the Christ. And then the Christ child gave us, when he grew up to be the savior of the world, he gave us salvation. God gave us the Holy Spirit so that we'd never be alone. And he gave us spiritual gifts to help us grow and for us to be a blessing to other believers. He gave us a commission to bring good news, which he also gives to us. God is a giving God. Can you say amen to that? When I think about some of those things that God has done for me personally and the things that I see in the scriptures of how good God is and, and even today I look around and, and this, this week, oh, I hate yard sale week. I hate it with a passion. It is so much work, but I love it on the other side because this yard sale funds the youth ministry at the Journey Church for the whole year. For the whole year. Uh, but it takes so many hours and, and, and I look out there, and, and this year was a, a little bit harder uh, because a, a good portion of the things out there are from my mom's estate when she passed away this year, and our family decided to donate everything to the church, to the youth group, because my mom loved this church. And I'm looking around at all these things that God gave to people, all this stuff God gave to people, and he's given us so much that people donated this stuff back probably because they got newer stuff. Isn't that crazy? And, 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 and now people are out buying things, and in case you're thinking that we turn the church into a, to a, you know, a, a, a den of thieves, it's the opposite. The, the people are coming and thieving from us. I mean, they're getting such good deals out there. And, and actually, literally, in a couple nights, uh, some of the people just pulled up when we were closed and just loaded stuff into their car and took it. Okay? And so, but, but we've given so much... And now there's, there's these things out there. And, and some people who maybe couldn't afford to buy uh, full-priced items are finding 
Um, well, there was a Tiffany lamp out here this weekend. We, we didn't catch it in time. It was a Tiffany lamp. We sold it for $5. Right? And so people are getting good gifts themselves through this yard sale. Praise the Lord. And once again, we see that God is a giver of good gifts. James chapter 117 says this. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of heavenly lights who doesn't change like shifting shadows. Every good gift comes from Him. God is a giver. I want to just throw out some scriptures here and, and I want you to hear the goodness and the giving of God. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. God loved you. God loved me. And so he gave his son. Why? So that we would have everlasting life. Because this, this world outside of Christ is, is death. In 1 Timothy 2.5 it says that Jesus Christ, he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. Jesus gave his life freely. He gave his life so that we could have life and that, and that needed to be purchased. There was a, a payment that needed to be paid. This is the message that God gave to the world at just the right time. That's what the scripture says. And that's what we're proclaiming today. That today is the right time to again proclaim the message that God is a giver. That Jesus gave himself for us. Now I don't know about you. Thinking about all these things that God has done and how much of a giver God is. It just makes me want to just sit back and say... Thanks, God. Could you bring me a sandwich and a Coke now? You know, is that, is that how you feel when you think about how much God has given? Or is it the opposite? Today, what I want to talk about is the opposite response that we should have. We shouldn't be sitting back going, wow, God, you're so good. Could you give me some more, please? But we should be saying, God, you are so good. I want to be like you. He wants us to be like him to become a giver we're in the in this series called habits of highly effective christians and today if you had a sermon title which i don't i don't do very often it's simply this it's an effective christian develops a giving heart if you want to be effective in the kingdom of god you've got to develop a giving heart and i tell you by nature we don't have it i've got four kids and I love my kids, and you know my kids, and they're pretty, I mean, I'm, I know I'm, I'm a little biased, but they're pretty awesome kids. But when they were like one, one and a half, two, I never had to sit them down and teach them. Okay, Matthew, when Zachary steals your toy, you say this, mine, mine, repeat after me, Matthew, mine. I never had to teach him to say mine. He learned that all on his own and then all of my kids learned it mine kids don't naturally go here share my toy sometimes you see little kids doing that but I bet because they've been taught they've seen it inside of us we're pretty selfish and wicked people isn't that great you know, turn to a neighbor around you who you're not afraid to look at and say, you're, you're, you're wicked and selfish. Some of you wives, some of you husbands, you can say that to each other. We are, we're selfish and wicked, and, and God wants to bring that out of us and help us 
to learn a new pattern of life. His example, his love towards us should absolutely inspire us to become givers. And if we want to be effective in the kingdom of God, we need to become givers. In Matthew 10, 8, Jesus said, heal the sick. He was commissioning them. He says, go out and you're going to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy. By the way, as believers, we're called to go in to, to places that other people are scared to go because of viruses. Okay? Leprosy in the day was, was, was COVID, I guess, for us. And, and we have to, yes, we have wisdom, but God is, is calling us to love people in spite of this leprous COVID thing. Drive out demons. That was just a freebie. And then Jesus says, freely you've received, freely give. Freely you've received, freely give. We've received so much, it's our turn to give back. God is calling us to give, to become givers. It's a question you can ask yourself today. Are you a consumer or are you a contributor? And in different times of our life, we've probably seen both sides happening. Are you a consumer or are you a contributor? In a marriage, one of the reasons marriages have difficulties is you have one person or both people who just want to be consumers. Just give me, love me, love me, love me. And they consume and, and, and the spouse is left empty. But we need to be contributors in our families. We need to be contributors in our marriages. We need to be contributors at work. We need to be contributors in the church. We can't live and just be consumers. You know, you know who's, who, what, what people have the right to be just consumers? Babies. And they're just going to consume you and consume you and consume you. But if you are smart, you will not let them continue to do that when they're 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 22. If you got a kid who won't get out of the house and they're 30 years old and they, they, they're still consuming off, you didn't change that. You didn't cheat, teach them to become a contributor. But, but when, they're, when they're babies, that's all they do, right? They just consume. You know, mama, mama. You know, I remember this, this one kid in the church years ago. It was, it was kind of funny and it was kind of a little disturbing for me. But, but uh, um, old enough to walk and talk, went up to mama, grabbed mama's shirt and says, I'm hungry. <laughs> right? And, and <laughs> still nursing. Kids are consumers. But at some point, you start teaching them. You give them chores. No, you're going to contribute around the house. I even have a policy in our, in our house. We don't give allowance for normal chores. I don't get an allowance for normal chores. My wife doesn't get an allowance for normal chores. There are things that happen in the house that we all do because we're contributors. Now, I've, I have decided there are some jobs that go above and beyond the call of normal chores, and I'll pay my kids for that. But normal chores, that's what we do because we are contributors. It's like here at the church. There's just things that have to get done, and we need to be contributors. But you all know that in your house, 
things just have to get done. In Acts chapter 20, Jesus said it so simply. Paul was, Paul was quoting Jesus. Now this didn't appear in the Gospels, but, but we can trust the Scriptures. And Paul said that Jesus said, it is better to give than to receive. And boy, isn't that what the world teaches too? You know, just go out and give all you can get. No, the world doesn't teach us that. The world teaches, you know, take. Take. Take as much as you can. He who dies with the most toys wins. Right? But Jesus taught us something different. No, it's better to give than to receive. See, another word, that, another idea on this giving thing is, is being a servant. It's really the same thing because servants give. They give of their time. So when we're talking about becoming a person with an attitude of giving, we're talking about becoming a servant. And that's what God wants us to become. Jesus said, I came to be the servant of all. I didn't come to be served, but to serve. He was setting up an example for us. After the Last Supper, Jesus went out and talked about these principles. Love your neighbor. Love, love, serve, serve. That's what God is calling us to be. And it gets exciting when you think that there's a, we could become a group of people who love people and give and serve. It's not 1235, is it? 1045. Even the clock, Rick, even the clock. He said it. He said it this morning. Technology doesn't like us today. That's because maybe we were supposed to hear this message. I'm like, holy moly, it's 12.30. We usually get out at 11. I'm like, I've, I think I just passed out went into the twilight zone. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Boy, I can get off on that. There's been a lot of really good memes with Rod Serling on the front. Imagine a world <laughs> that fit for these times right now. Anyways, but we're, I'm, I'm not going to digress. God is calling us to be givers, and he, and he spoke to his disciples in the book of John, chapter 13, 14, 15, and he was trying to tell them, listen, you know, I, I'm, the, I'm the vine, you're the branches, you've got to abide in me. That was one of the first things we talked about. It's a habit of highly effective Christians, abiding in him, guarding our hearts, being people of the word, being people of prayer, and, and serving, and, and, and giving is such a big part. He says, listen, you need to love one another. You need to love one another. When you love someone as yourself, guess what the natural byproduct is? You serve them, and you give. Anyone with kids knows that. You love your kids and you give to them. It's not always easy to give. Sometimes it's really, really difficult to give. But, but when you begin to love someone, you just do it. And I'll tell you, I, I sometimes serve and give out of a grumpy heart. I don't always feel like loving and serving. And not that I always love and serve. I, you know, my wife wished I always did it. But I'm working on it. Becoming someone who serves and gives freely. You know, I, 
do I always feel like giving a, a back rub? No. I mean, do any of you ever feel like giving your, your spouse a back rub? Probably not. But you do. Why? Because you love them. We need to love, we need to give, we need to serve. So what what should we give? I've got a list of things here. Because this message is not about giving your money. This message is about giving your life. Becoming a, a, a servant, becoming, give, becoming someone who, who looks it up for opportunities to give. We need to give of our time. You know, a long, a long time ago, I, I, and I'm going to try to pull this scripture back in, and, and, it, and I'm, I might miss it here in a second, but um, it says, the scriptures say, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for a friend or for a brother. You know that? You're familiar with that scripture? And of course, we know that that's what Jesus did for us. He laid his life down for us. And a lot of people just, just stop with that example. You know, Jesus laid his life down. We should be ready to lay our life down for Jesus, which we should. But there's a whole nother understanding that I got out of that. And that's that I should love someone so much that I'm willing to lay my life down for them. And you go, what did you say different? I know what I said different. And here's what I said different. I'm busy. I'm doing something. I get a phone call and somebody needs some help. And I have a choice. I can lay my life down and go help them, or I can just keep serving myself. Greater love has no man than this, that he would lay his life down, say, you know what? I've got things I'm supposed to do, but I love you, and this seems important. I'm going to come and serve you today. And, and, and servanthood is a tough thing. Service is, is a tough thing. Many people think they, they are a servant. In fact, uh, something I heard a long time ago, I've adopted it myself. Um, when, when you plagiarism is a just another form of flattery, so I just plagiarize everywhere I go. But um, you know, everyone wants to think of them as a servant. Everyone wants to think of themselves as a servant until they're treated like one. Let that sink in for a minute. That's kind of heavy. What do you mean? Well. You know, sure, I'll come and serve, and I, this has been me. I, I mean, I, I actually, I, I kind of, with one of my gifts, one of my strengths is service. And so there's been times I've come and served. I'm like, hey, I heard you needed some chairs stacked. Hey, I'm here to stack some chairs. And then somebody goes, hey, we already got that done. What I need is somebody to go clean out the fridge. And I'm like, hey, I came to stack chairs, buddy. Don't treat me like a servant. I came here to serve. <laughs> you know, with you guys wearing masks, it's hard. I don't know what you're thinking. This is horrible preaching to people in masks. You don't know if they're happy or not. You know? <laughs> but God's calling us to be servants. And sometimes that's a tough thing to accomplish. But he says, give give. We give of our time. We give of our talents. You know why Rick is behind that soundboard? Because God has given talents in, in computer stuff and, and, and he's got the talents in, in, in audio equipment and so and he's, man, he's on a learning curve. This is tiny little equipment. He's serving. He's using his time. He's using his talents. There's people who, who are given these talents. They're serving around this place, taking their time. We also, so we give our time, we give our talents, we give out of our abundance. And I love to give out of my abundance. Who likes to give out of their abundance? You know, I mean, when you got four pizzas and you can only eat two, you're willing to give up one of them? 
You, you, right, you have so much like, oh man, please, help yourself. You know, people sometimes have so much money that, oh, you know, I, man, I can, give, I can give money. I got so much money. So when you have a lot, you're supposed to give. Give out of your abundance. You know, what's interesting is, is I was on the mission field with my wife and kids for three years. You know, the people that supported us were not typically the people that had money. They were the people that struggled from week to week making ends meet. There, there, were, there were literally millionaires in our life at the time that were of close, you know, relate. we knew them well. And in, in, in three years, like, they gave us maybe $100 for the whole three years on the mission field. And there were people who were living on fixed income, Social Security, who gave $25, $30, $50 every single month to keep us on the mission field. So, so we need to learn how to, some people need to learn how to give out of their abundance. But as you see, other people have already learned that also we give out of our lack. And that's hard. That is really hard. You know, I mean, I don't know if it's ever been you, but, uh, you know, and, and, and you may have got 20 bucks or something. Someone comes up and says, hey, you know, I'm really in a bad place. Could you help me out? And you go, no, don't have it. You do, but you, you go, I don't have it because I need gas. And if I give you my 20 bucks, I can't get gas. Well, in Matthew chapter 12, 43, there was this, this woman, and, and she was in the temple, and she put in her little offering. Her little bitty offering. And Jesus said, that woman gave more than anyone else because she gave out of her lack. She gave out of her need. We're called to give out of our abundance. And, and I tell you, when, when somebody has a lot and they're able to, to bless other people, that's wonderful. I mean, I've, we've, we've received blessings from people. You know, it wasn't all like that on the mission field. We've received huge blessings at times uh, on the mission field from people where it was just absolutely incredible. And sometimes the church, people written huge checks. And God loves that, but he also loves and uses mightily giving out of your lack. Maybe you're like, you know, I, I just don't have any talents. I just, I can't do anything. We'll, we'll give. Just still come. Go serve someone. You know, my wife... Has been it was in the hospital just recently and and has been, was recovering at home and and uh, she's still waiting a second surgery case for those of you who are wondering how she's doing and um, she's she's in school she's got this this the surgery waiting and all this stuff going on but you know for for days she just really couldn't leave the house she was she was tired she was in pain she had sepsis and and so one of the things that she asked she just called a few people she just. You know, people say this, right? You ever done this? Hey, anything you need, just call me. Hey, guys, stop saying that unless you mean it. Stop saying it unless you mean it. Think about what you really mean and be specific. Hey, if you need, and fill in the blank, because you don't mean it. Now, I'm not looking at anyone personally, but don't say it if you don't mean it. You know, because well, otherwise somebody's going to call you on it one day. I actually had somebody do that. I met somebody, and, and uh, we, we, you know, it was kind of a neat thing, and, and uh, they, we were talking, I, we weren't in Big Bear at the time, and, and, uh, and I said, I'm from Big Bear, and they're, oh, we love Big Bear, and I said, hey, if you ever get up to Big Bear, give me a call, we'll put you up. And, you know, I just, I was feeling friendly, nice guy, I don't know what I was thinking, I was out of my mind, and he looks at me, he goes, do you really mean that? And I went, oh, Lord, do I really mean that? I don't know. 
But we want to be faithful in that. And, and so, so you know, Shannon just simply said, hey, I'm, I'm, I just need someone to come over and sit with me for a while. And so, so these people, they had time. And so they came. Or they, I'm sorry, they made time. But that was what they gave. They gave of their time. They just came and sat. Guys, you can, you can give out of your lack. You can give out of your abundance. You can give out of your talents. You can give out of your time. How can you give? Of course, we can give our finances. We're going to take a second offering at the end of this. You give out of your finances. You give it to other people. God, you cannot outgive God. If, if I opened up right now and began to hear the stories of how God provides for people, it would be we, we would be here all day. I want to share just one, uh, you know, one quick one that that still, uh, you know, just it's, it's so fresh in my mind. It was right in this church here. There was a group of, of young kids going on to the mission field. I was young too. I mean, I was early twenties, um, and they got up and did their presentation to go on the mission field. And there was like three or four of them, and um, I was single. I was uh, I was didn't have a lot of money, um, and, and the money I made, I, I I spent. I was having fun, right? And uh, and. I hear the Lord's voice one of the times that it was specific and he says give everything you have to one of them now there was a group going I'm like how do you do that all the money's going and he says no you got to give it to just one of them he told me which one it was and I said everything I have got is everything you've got so I reached my pocket it was cash mostly cash back then um, today if, if he says give me somebody all my cash I'll be like you get a quarter it's, it's in my ashtray. But I had cash. And, and, I, and I walked out there and I reached into my pocket and I just, I just pulled everything out and I just put it in their hand. And I said, God told me to give it all to you. And I walked away. And as I walked away, uh, maybe I was feeling despondent because I put my hand, both hands in my pocket and I had money in my left pocket too. I never had money in my left pocket. And I'm like, oh. So I stopped and I turned around and I gave that money too because God said, give everything you have. I was almost on empty. My food at home was almost gone. It was just one of those weeks when you're single, you just eat more top ramen, right? And so I'm like, okay, God, I don't know what's gonna happen. I got bills coming up. I've got gas I need. I don't know what you're gonna do. I went out, I was doing weddings at the time. I had a wedding chapel. And, um, and so, and it was an offsite wedding, which offsite weddings usually don't give it a big tip because I, we charge them more and I'd, you know, so and I'd already spent the money that I was about to get probably gave it to the missionary and and so I go and do this this offsite wedding which which was over right by the Robin Hood and a carriage thing at the end of the wedding they gave me the largest tip I'd ever received this is in 1992 they gave me like a hundred and fifty dollar tip that's a lot of money back especially when you're young the same day God gave me more than I gave to them because of my faithfulness you can't out give God now, he doesn't always do it that way. Sometimes we give and he just supplies our need. But the Bible says, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. It doesn't say he's going to supply all your wants. It's wrong church. If that's the church you're looking for, that's not this church. He doesn't supply all your wants, but he will give you everything you need. And you will have life abundantly. Give of your heart. Give of your finances. Give of your heart. Time, talents, out of your abundance, out of your lack, giving your finances, but also give of your heart. And I tell you, that's that's a hard one. This kind of lines up with last week, a little bit about living in community. 
You know, you got to invest your heart in people. And, and it's, it, that's painful sometimes because you get hurt. You know, I've, I've had uh, more hurts in the ministry than before the ministry. You know, it just something happens. And, and, and people can hurt you. People that promise to be there for you end up breaking promises, right? And it'd be real easy in life in general to be cynical and to become that lone ranger. Say, no, no more. No, give of your heart. Open up your heart. Give your heart to people. God's going to do amazing things if you do that. When you do this, when you give of your, your time and your talents, you give out of your abundance, you give out of your lack, you give of your finances, you, you, you give whatever God says to give. You know, with Moses, he, he, even when he was, you know, ha, ha, had standing at the Red Sea, he said, what do you have in your hand? He didn't have anything, he had a stick. Just whatever it is that you have, God will use. If he asks for it, just give it to him. When we give, it's an investment. When you give, you're investing. You're investing in someone's life. You're investing in the kingdom of God. Is an investment. Give. You might not see personally the return on your investment. But there will be a return on the investment. Sometimes you don't know what's happening on the other end. Joe, I, I think I've, I've told, told you the story, but if not, you get to hear it for the first time. I think, I think you've heard this. When we were on the mission field, we came and, and came, uh, we usually do four to six weeks in the States to raise funds and, and to you know, get supplies. We'd go back and we were here. We'd spent a couple weeks here. We're going up north to my wife's family and then we're going to be flying out from there. And the night before we were leaving, I was reconciling. We had a stateside checking account. I would pull money out of the bank down, down in Guatemala. And so I was reconciling the account. And uh, I found a huge $1,000 error on our side. And I realized we were flat broke. We had no money. None. I mean, there, there was nothing in the account. I, I couldn't even believe it. And, I, and we're packing our clothes and we're driving up north with no money for gas. Not a penny. And, and, and I did what most men and husbands do. I started overreacting and freaking out. Because we're really good at that. As guys, that's just what we, we major in that. We're good. And then and for me, it's like all, life is doomed. The world is over. I mean, it wasn't that serious, but I felt that way. And I'm like... You know, and, and we're broke, and I don't know what we're going to do. And, she, and I remember this so vividly. We're staying in my brother, my sister and brother-in-law's house down the street. And we're in their spare bedroom, and she's folding the clothes and putting them in the bag, and she's just folding. And I'm like, Janet, there was a mistake. We're broke. We're no money. And she just, she didn't even stop. I was so mad at her. She wouldn't even stop folding the clothes. And she goes, well, God will just have to provide. And she, she meant it. God will just have to provide. She kept folding clothes. I was so mad. How could she care, not care like me? And I wanted to freak out. So I'm like, well, he better do it tonight. Because we're leaving in the morning. Well, I had worked at the school district. Um, at the time, uh, before I went to the mission field, I worked in the school district as a maintenance worker. And um, 
and so this must have been our first trip back. And Joe's wife, Linda, worked at the in the in the district office. She goes, "Hey, I've got all your W twos, um, your fours, whatever it was, end of the year stuff." And they said, "Why don't you? What, could you come by the district office uh, before you leave in the morning?" We're like, "Okay, Linda, that's great." And so I, I show up and uh, to get my my stuff, and, and um, she goes, "Listen, you know." We've never supported you on the for this last year that we, you were gone so far. We never we never supported you on the mission field. But when you shared over the weekend, God just put it upon my heart that we're supposed to start supporting you. And she goes, and here's our first installment. It was I think it was hundred and fifty dollars, and it got us all the way up to Monterey, because God is good. God is good. When you give, you're investing. It's an investment into people's lives, into the future, and into the kingdom of God. And you don't know what, what that might look like. What was the name of the man who shared Christ with Billy Graham? What was the song leader's name for Billy Sunday? What was the name of the older woman who prayed fervently for Whitfield and his ministry? We don't know any of these people's names. We don't know the names of the people who sowed financially or shared a story or the gospel with anyone. And yet they made profound differences in the kingdom of God. See, we're supposed to give and serve and we might not ever see it, but you're making an investment in the kingdom of God. The missionary Jim Elliott said something to the effect of missionaries are a, are a strange boat or maybe an ordinary group of people. It's a bunch of nobodies exalting a somebody. Okay, that's all of us. We're just a bunch of nobodies exalting a somebody. And when you serve God and you and, and you give, you're investing in the kingdom of God and you're investing in people's lives. You'll never know it. Don't be like the lazy servant that Jesus was talking about when he gave five talents and two talents and one talents and the guy who got five said, hey, God, hey, hey, master, I got five more for you. He says, great. Put him in charge of, of ten cities. And the person who gave two, he says, I, I got two more for you. He says, well done. You did well. He says, Put, give him more. And the person who was given the one talent says, you know, I knew you were a pretty rough master. And I was afraid to lose the one that I had, so I buried it, and here it is back. And, and, and Jesus says in the parable of the master, says, what a wicked and lazy servant he was. He says, you could have at least invested it and not got some interest. And then and it's a pretty heavy statement. He says, throw him into you know, outer darkness. Take what he has, give it to someone else. Don't hide your talent. Don't hide your time. Invest it. Become a giver. Let God do something amazing. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It'll be poured into your lap. For whatever measure you use, it will be measured 
to you. He wants to bless you, and he has. And now that he's blessed you, he wants you to bless others. He's given us his Holy Spirit. He's given us talents. He's given us spiritual gifts. All of these things we're to use in the kingdom of God. Let's become a people who give. Let's become people who outgive the world. Let's, let's, let's make it a habit that we have, that we serve, that we give. And, and, and as we do that, you'll see God open up doors and, and, and a closeness even and richness of faith. See, my, my wife trusts God more than I do. She's just got this great gift of faith. So she could fold shirts and say, God will just have to provide because she knew that he would. And when you start doing it more and more and trust him, and you realize, I can never outgive God. He's never, he's never allowed me to go hungry. I mean, can you tell? <laughs> I haven't skipped too many meals in my life. He's good. Now, there's been times... I didn't, I didn't know where my next meal was coming from. There, there's, been, there's been times, many times, that there was more month at the end of my money. But he always comes through. He wants to do that for us. Let's close in prayer after we do communion. <laughs> but we'll pray into communion. We'll get these elements going. Because the reason I want to do communion at the end, and I almost forgot, is because this communion is about sharing in Christ. See, he wants us to, we share in him. He says, this is my body, this is my blood. Communion is about identifying with Christ. How can we identify with Christ if, we, if we're not a giver? You cannot, this is a bold statement, you can't identify with Christ and not be a giver. Because you're missing a huge part of who Christ is. We're going to pray for the elements. Gonna, the gentlemen are going to pass it out. Pass them out and just hold on and we'll take it together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We thank you that we can gather together today and, and celebrate communion. God, that we can um, remember what you did for us. God, you sent your son. You gave us your only son. And Jesus, you gave your life for us. And you haven't stopped with that. You keep giving. Lord, as, as we thank you for these elements, pray you bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and pass out the elements, gentlemen. And, and uh, what we've got there, the, the bread is in a cup and the juice in a cup. That way you just take, you don't have to touch bread and spread your germs. And, uh, you know, like so take a cup, take a, take a wafer, and, um, and we'll, we'll join together. So as we're, as we're going into this idea of community, thank you, Steve. What a blessing. Isn't it nice to have chairs to sit in out here under the tent? You know, it's just awesome. You know, every Sunday, the chair fairy comes and just sets them up. Awesome. Just poof. Let's get out here. Yeah, Louis. Who takes them down? We do. Well, I, I left my Bible in my seat. We've got it. Yes. Thank you, Louis. Yes, we found it, and I, and I was going to get it to you. Actually, I think it's in my car. So, um, and so, you know, St Steve comes every week and he pulls all the chairs out at like eight o'clock in the morning and gets them out here then some of the other guys help set them up we've lost some guys so uh we'll be needing some help especially next sunday uh if we get a couple guys coming early but he gives he's serving that's what that's what it's about and that's what we're about identifying with christ is understanding god this is the prayer lord jesus i ask right now 
that you would show each of us how you want us to give. God, I pray that you would open our eyes, open our ears and our heart to, to see, hear, and understand how you want us to serve, how you want us to give to our neighbors, to our friends, to our family, in our church, in our work, in life, to the homeless guy, to the up and inner and the down and outer both. God, show us. And then help us to step out in faith and become a giver. Lord, we, we see through the scriptures that Jesus was a giver. God, you are absolutely a giver throughout the scriptures. We want to identify with that. This morning, we want to identify with you and we want to be a giver. So we thank you, Jesus, that you gave your body for us. That, that on that night, that same night that you were betrayed, that, that you had dinner, you had supper with your disciples and, and you, you shared with them your, your final thoughts that we would love one another. But in doing that, you said, this, this bread represents my body. It's, it's going to be broken for you. Whenever you eat the bread, remember me. God, my prayer for today's specific communion is that whenever we would eat the bread, and, and really, God, I would even encourage that. I would ask God that whenever we'd eat anything, that you would cause us to remember that we've been given so much. We've been given so much, and, and we thank you that you gave your, your son, whose body was broken for us, and we partake of the, the bread together. scriptures teach us in the same manner took the, the, the wine. We have grape juice today. He said this is my this is a, the blood of a, a new covenant. It's a new covenant in my blood. It doesn't turn into blood but it represents the covenant that Jesus was making with us that by faith through his sacrifice through grace that we could be saved because he made the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus we thank you for that sacrifice that allows us to have our name written in the Lamb's Book of Life and to have life and life abundantly. We remember you and we thank you for the new covenant. Let's partake of the, the juice together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We give you praise this morning and we give you thanks for you've done so much and you've given so much. God, pray, I pray a blessing upon each and every one listening online and everyone seated under the tent. Fill them with your love and your spirit and your power. Help us to become effective Christians in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. stay and help we'd be greatly appreciated even if it's 15 minutes jesse will give directions and uh we'll start packing up boxes and, and get it ready um we awesome thank you guys bless you
sort her out. No, uh, she's she she, 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 Shannon's there right now if you want to stop right now. Okay. 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 Okay